This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good morning, everybody. This is Glenda Geek, and you're listening to episode 2900 of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March the 29th, 2022. Well, we have a few openings now uh, for the monthly episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we're looking for replacement episodes for those now. And rather than not having a show, which we've done some in the past on Tuesdays and Thursdays when we don't have a monthly episode, we decided to put together some special content for you. So this Tuesday and Thursday this week is the fifth Tuesday and Thursday of the month when we normally don't have shows anyway. But today I decided, you know what, we're going to get to know our listeners a little better. So on these off days, we're going to put out a listener interview episodes. They're going to be pretty short, 10, 15 minutes. But we're just going to get to know our listeners and our auditors a little bit better. And I just, you know, we thought it'd be something fun for you guys. Uh, you can choose to listen or not. We hope that you do. And Thursday, I have a special episode for you planned as well. Longtime listeners will remember that we've had Katie Kermitzos on. She is a fellow podcaster, and what we do is we interview, in an hour, we interview several other podcasts not about horses. So Thursday will be a special day uh, talking all about other podcasts, uh, other podcasters doing other things, and Katie's going to join me as my co-host, and we're going to talk about her very successful podcast network as well. So it's kind of going to be not Horse Day on Thursday. Again, you can choose to listen or not. It's a lot of fun. We've done these in the past, and some of you have found other podcasts to listen to that weren't horsey. So today, I have a special interview for you uh, with one of our listeners that's from London. Her name is Nicola James, and I'm so excited that we're starting with one of our international listeners for this special segment. I hope you enjoy. And Jamie and I will be back tomorrow for our usual Wednesday episode. Good Tuesday morning to you, and I do mean a good Tuesday morning. Well, if you insist on being accurate about it. You know, only somebody with perfect comedic timing could produce this much energy in one shot. You gotta learn that your time in the saddle ain't as rough as a life in between. Well, I have Nicola here, and she is from London, England. I am so glad that the first one of these we do is somebody that's overseas, especially in England. Hello. Hi, I'm so excited to chat to you. How long have you been an auditor? Uh, since kind of COVID, I think, was that when I kind of needed a bit more support at home. Um, so yeah, a couple of years. And how long have you listened to the shows? So I found the show in 2018 before we went to WEG. Um, so yeah, I think I must have just been doing a search. And then I think I met you and yep. Jen um, at Trion. So yeah, since 20... What year was it? Was it 26? 2018 was WEG. Yep, that's 2018. right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, four years. And uh, so how did you find us? I'm always interested in how somebody finds one of our shows. And you found Horses in the Morning first, I assume. 
Well, I don't know. I think I might have found World Equestrian. Oh, that seems like a strange thing that I would have searched for. I think I just put horse in in um, <laughs> okay. in the search. So, yeah, and I think I think I remember trying to listen and not really getting into it first time, and then I must have yeah re- revisited at some point. Well, th- we always say that people need to give us a week to figure us out, especially Jamie and I. Um, so, what do you do over there? What kind of horses? How did you? Are you a competitor or what? So I've got my first horse that I bought when I was 31. So I've had him for six years. Um, like living in London, it's not really that easy to have a horse. Um, and I just give everything a go. He's he's a sort of re- retired eventer. So he did intermediate big time stuff back in the day. And now we just do kind of riding club, local level, dressage, um, eventing. And we we you know we win stuff um, every now and again once you know if I stay on. Um, I've got the I've got the nickname uh, Bridget Jones um, at my stables just because generally everything's kind of wine fueled a little bit haphazard. Um, I'm, like yeah, sort of just we just get up to adventures and my horse is quite he gets quite stressed and the older that he gets he's twenty twenty two. And definitely with age, he's getting more anxious and he's awful to load. And even he's very opinionated. If he doesn't want to go, he'll just rear and not go. And there's not a lot I can do. But, you know, it just makes me even more laid back and sort of, oh, you know, whatever. whatever. Um, but yeah, we just, have, we just have a lot of fun together. Did you start riding at 31 or had you ridden before? Um, so I had riding lessons my ninth birthday. I'm born on Christmas Day, which is why I'm called Nicola. Um, ah. after St. Nicholas. Yeah. My parents wanted to give me kind of suitable name. So yeah, I got riding lessons for my ninth birthday on Wimbledon Common. Um, and then I learned to ride at a, a city farm. Um, and then kind of when I went to university, sort of gave it up a little bit, or just worked at the stables during holidays and stuff. And, you know, it's just expensive. So I guess I think I shared tasks for a year. I looked for an advert for a horse to share and then, um, his owner got pregnant and I just knew that he was the most talented horse I'd ever, I'd ever ridden and st- still is to be honest so I kind of had to I had to buy him and I had to make the, the numbers work and I'm very very glad that I did very cool how do you do it you brought it up how do you do it living in London now you know we we were in London a couple of years ago and oh my god I don't know how you do anything living in London yeah, so I live. Um, so I live in Wimbledon, so I can sort of see, like just about see the tennis if uh, I look out the window. Um, my, Wait a minute, let London. me write that down as a place to stay when I do my dream <laughs> trip to Wimbledon. <laughs> um, yeah, so I can get to central London in kind of half an hour. Um, my current job is about an hour away, um, and then my commute to the stables is thirty-five minutes in the car. So. Um, it's not too bad. Um, I've got quite a flexible job, so expensive. I can go after work. Say again. Is it expensive to board there? Do you know what? I think actually it's about the same as it is in the rest of the country. Um, so no, I mean there, you know there are there are places closer into London like Richmond Park, which are kind of twelve hundred pounds a month. Um, but no, I think I pay pretty similar to what you pay kind of an hour or two hours away. Um, you just got to be prepared to kind of travel for it, I guess. And when you go to shows and things, do you borrow it or do you get rides or how, how does that work? 
Um, so I have a horse box. I got made redundant a couple of years ago and I was very excited when I got called into the office because I knew what the redundancy package was and I knew that was going to buy me my new wheels. <laughs> um, so I, <laughs> I had, um, so we had to do a test to, uh, drive, uh, anything sort of bigger. So I took my test and I've got a kind of reasonable size horse box. Like we don't have trailers like you guys have. Um, we have the little the little trailers, which again you needed to have a test for until until this year. They've just they've just changed it because they need to fast track all the lorry drivings because all the lorry drivers went home during Brexit. So we had a bit of a lorry driving crisis. It was brilliant. They wrote to us all asking if we would consider doing lorry driving for for a living because they were so desperate. Um, so yeah, I just if I go on my own, I don't have a groom, I don't have a driver, I just bumble along and give everything a go <laughs> so do you uh do you have children no no just okay. me just me and my sort of you know pony pals um, <laughs> and the other thing that i like doing so obviously when i met you guys was at uh was at wag and that kind of sparked like this is really fun like being team gb supporters around the world is brilliant so since then we've been going to like the europeans and the world championships and it's the most fun. So last year we went to Avant and we were the only TV spec, you know, spectators. There was the three of us. Where'd you go? We've got Say that again. I, I missed where you went. We went to Avant, the um, European Eventing Championships. Okay. Um, where Team GB won Team Gold and Individual Silver, Bond and Gold. Um, yes, yeah, so there was just the three of us running around wearing all our Union Jack stuff, making friends. They sort of called us like the Barmy Army of the eventing world. You're their groupies. Um, You're groupies. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I mean, people like came to meet us. Like Mike Edrington-Smith was like, I've heard about you girls. I've come to say hello. And then, I mean, when Lucinda Green came to see us, that's when we knew that, you know, things were, we'd hit the big time. <laughs> Well, yeah, you spent enough money to to be a groupie. So, where's what do you have a place that's been a highlight that you've gone? Uh, Le Moulin was brilliant as well um, because going to European events is so reasonable, reasonably priced. Like, I don't know how much it is to go to Kentucky, but the ticket prices that we pay to go to an event in Europe. We can go VIP, including food and drink, for the same price that we could go to badminton. And, you know, it's great. So, Le Moulin, we had three meals a day and all our wine and beer for the four days. You know, great access. We met, you know, we met Pepper Funnel, Piggy Marks. They all came and chatted to us. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's just a really different kind of environment. It's not, not as busy. You know, badminton, the crowds are, are massive. So, you don't kind of get into the nitty-gritty of it. Um, so, yeah, that was really fun. And then this year, we're going to Petone in Rome. Um, so we got, we've got two nights sightseeing in Rome, and then the horse show is kind of on the outskirts, I guess like the Wimbledon equivalent of uh, Rome. So looking forward to that. We're planning our outfits already. Oh my God, you're making everybody that's listening to this jealous right now. You realize that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets to do it. the things you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that is very cool. And is it only events, or do you do you go to other things too? Just eventing. Um, I went to show jumping last year, the Global Champions Tour in London, but it's it's not the same. It's it's um, 
yeah, I feel like eventing's, you know, you, you walk past the riders, they're sort of covered in dirt and whatever, whereas the show jumpers, it's all much of a cleaner, prestigious look, isn't it? So I much prefer the eventing. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, we you know, we go to the World Equestrian Center here now and we watch the jumping. And first of all, I mean, when there's 76 in a class, that's long. I mean, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> it's just... I, yeah. It's, it's not, yeah. It's, it's not cross country. Well, it? <laughs> it's not. Yeah. When mum and I go to Olympia every year and we always fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you go to every dressage, do you every dressage day or do you kind of do shopping dressage day and then? No, no, we do that. Yeah, we do the whole thing. Um, and I, rem- I found this article. I might have been on the Chronicle of Horse. I've got a screenshot of it on my phone. And it was saying about the atmosphere at WEG and it was like, oh yeah, you know, you've got the Germans cheering on the French and the, you know, Canadians cheering on the, and then you have this bunch of Brits with beers in their hand who are cheering on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I remember about you, actually. <laughs> because, you know, they're all our heroes. Like, I still want to watch Ingrid ride and I still want to watch, you know, so yeah, we do, we do watch all of them. Well, and I think of, you know, the eventing culture, your country is just immersed in it. I mean, it, you do have the badmintons and the burlies and, you know, you have those events. We have one of those, right? But you have, you have many of well, them. Well, two now. Well, two, yeah, but, you, you know, Maryland's not that way yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just not, it's not ingrained in the culture like you guys are over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, I don't know. You know, obviously, I find I find it really interesting listening to like the differences, and I think there's I don't know, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I get the impression there's a lot more kind of people over here that kind of do it on their own. Um, you know, we don't have trainers, we don't have, we don't get driven, we just we just get up and go. You know, two in the morning, off we go. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's a different kind of environment, I think. Well, and I think distance has a lot to do with that too. Uh, you know, because you True. can you can live here, and, and your closest event's going to be twelve hours away. It just, it's yes. Yeah, so you don't have as many one days. I don't think. Like, I, like I've never done a three day. I've always done a one day. We do well, have the one days, like- but again, you might depending on where you live, you might drive twelve hours to get to one. You know, so yeah. that's the big difference. Is you you have them closer. Uh, yeah. And we're we're here. The country's so big that that is a detriment to to doing that. And I do remember with Jennifer, you know, all of our events were four or five hours away. So we were up at two in the morning, just like you, for the, for the one day or so. Yeah, and yeah. you can't do that on your own. You can't drive no. and compete and drive home. It's the driving home that's the, that's the hard part, right? Yeah. Uh, after, yeah, well, yeah, it's got to be safe as well, isn't it? <laughs> it's interesting that you have tests. So they dropped the, te- the driving test for hauling a trailer now. Is that correct? Yeah, and it was like a little bit controversial, you know, everyone was like, oh, is it safe to drive your horse without a test? But back in the day, before, kind of before me, people didn't do tests. But um, yeah, they just had such a shortage because there were no tests during COVID and then there was the shortage of the drivers. Um, so now they've, now they've stopped that. But yeah, we've got to have a test to drive anything over, bigger than three and, a half, three and a half tons. And we over here live in Florida where these 85-year-old people drive the Class A motorhomes that are the size of a commercial bus and no special license. Yeah, because I even think when you get to, yeah, and I think even if you've got a license, when you get to 70, I think it gets, I think you have to give it up. And they're hauling (laughs) a car behind that 45-foot motorhome. (laughs) You know, it's just crazy when you think about it. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right to pick up, but still. <laughs> yeah, but I still think we should be... T- I, th- I think a vehicle over a certain length should have a test. And I, I, I even think that with horse trailers, too. You know, hauling certain size horse trailers, you should have a test. You get, I mean, you got to back it up. you got to know how to turn it. you got to know how to not kill people. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah. uh, it'll never happen here, because that would just be... That would cause an uproar, but it, that is interesting. Yeah, and I guess things are difficult, like harder. Like I guess the thing that I've kind of got used to is you have you know we just have our rules in kind of england and and actually covid was the first time that we almost had separate rules england scotland wales had separate covid rules but typically like the uk is all kind of one set of rules whereas obviously in the us you're so big you've got kind of local specific rules and so what you listen to the show uh, horses in the morning all the time what what do you what do you see as the differences between us and you guys when it comes to horses in any way I love the different words for stuff. Like, yeah, like, like halters. Like, we have halters, but to me, like a halter is like a rope halter. Okay. And then, like, one with a buckle, that's a head collar. And, okay. like, I don't know, you talk about blanketing the horses and rug them. And, um, yeah, so it's funny that, like, we've even got different words for stuff, even though, we, you know, we kind of do things the same. Um, but I've never been Western before. And I'm coming to America. Uh, so end of June, we're going to Vegas for four nights. Then we're going to Wyoming. So we booked this in 2019 to go in 2020, and obviously we couldn't go. So I've never ridden Western before. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I have to get you hooked up. We just talked to her this morning. Rachel uh, Rosenthal is one of our spotlight riders, and she lives in Vegas. Uh, and she oh, actually cool. works at one of the Cirque du Soleil's, and she does Western. Uh, so she's right above oh. Vegas. We have to get you two hooked up. Yeah, and I want to know where to go shopping. Oh, she could help you with that. <laughs> yeah, like, we're thinking, like, if we want to dress like cowgirls, I feel like Vegas is going to be the better place for us to get, like... You know, oh, she can help you with that. Uh, we definitely need to... I'm writing that down. We'll get you two hooked up so that uh, so that you can communicate because she'll be able to help you with all of that. There's actually not that much horse stuff around Vegas, comparatively speaking, uh, because it's desert. So, uh, but she knows it all. So uh, that'll be a good matchup to make. Uh, yeah, like I feel like we need hats. Like cowboy hats. Hat. Yeah, you need yeah. a cowboy hat for sure. <laughs> yeah, and boots. You need boots and a buckle. Exactly, yeah. You need those three things. When we, when we fly to, we're flying to Jackson Hole, Hole, and then I don't know how much, I don't know, I don't know how near there's going to be where stuff where we are. So I don't know. Jackson Hole would probably be better shopping than, than Vegas even. Um, when it comes to cowboy stuff, and you need super tight jeans that you can barely get on without, uh, you know, a shoehorn. That's that's what you need with your belt buckle. That's right. the size of a pipe okay. plate. Okay, so new <laughs> jeans. And I did I did ask in the auditorium about the hats, like, and I think the advice was you can kind of get these like visors that like go on your normal riding hat. Jennifer wears those. She wears the ones that go on your normal riding hat. But you guys need cowboy hats just to say you were in the United States, especially in oh, Jackson Hole. Oh, and for the photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll wear those for photos, and then we'll put on our proper helmets, because I can't ride a horse without a helmet. There you go. <laughs> you picked some good places to go when you come over. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, I don't know if we actually believe that we're going this year, because, you know, we couldn't come to the U.S. last year. So although we tried to rebook it for last year, we couldn't come. Right. Because the borders were closed until November. Um, so 
Um, we only booked our flights sort of two, like two weeks ago because I don't know. I just don't think we could kind of get our heads around the fact that the trip was finally coming around. But yeah, no, really looking forward to it. Very cool. So te- let me ask you, uh, being that obviously we're talking to listeners, uh, do you is Horses in the Morning the only show you listen to, or is it uh, you listen to others? I was thinking this because I was like, I know you're going to ask this. I do listen to the girls at Heels Down Happy Hour, and yep. I often pick Doug Payne to be in my um, Equa Ratings Eventing Manager team because of that. Because <laughs> yep. I feel like I know Jessica, right? I'm like, yep. oh, yeah. <laughs> She's a friend. Um, uh, and Retired Racehorse, um, Humble Hoof. But mainly, yeah, I just kind of like you and Jamie kind of chatting about stuff and um yeah talking about ridiculous things and doing bad ads and all of that yeah exactly yeah and kind of jamie's like training stories and you know trying to find new homes for the horses and you know it's just like selling horses sounds awful so it's quite funny to hear those stories sorry jamie (laughs) well it's probably (laughs) awful over there too it's i'm sure that's not much different Well, it's been fun having you on and learning all about what you're up to. And again, you've made everybody in the audience jealous because you get to travel and do cool things. That's really cool. Uh, I didn't uh, ask you what you do for a living. Oh, I'm an accountant. It's very boring. It's a conversation killer. And do you listen to podcasts when you account or you can't at the same time because it's too hard? Um, well, I've just started a new job, so I am a bit behind on on my focus group staff because, uh, like, I'm having to kind of interact with people more. But, yeah, if I'm just kind of plodding away doing something that I can kind of just get on and do, yeah, I, I do listen to it. And, and, yeah, just thanks for keeping me company during kind of COVID times when, you know, I live on my own and, and you know, you you know the kind of help from, from you guys kept kept me going and that's why I wanted to become an auditor to, to, to support you. So yeah, thanks for, thanks for helping me through those dark times. Let's never go there again. <laughs> no, let's never go there again. I agree. And thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Take care. Great. Cheers. Bye-bye. 